Here we are at another guest edition here at Lawyer Talk. Off the record on the air, we have uh, uh, a guest at the table. We got the beard here. We got Jared here. We got the full crew. It's full not, team. Uh, you know, with the COVID, it's hard to get everybody assembled into one room here. Uh, but we are doing it. in uh, not only a guest, but a a repeat performance. We have uh, oh, Leslie. Do Albright. I get a special? Time? You do. You do. You get me to say you are a second timer here at Lawyer Talk. <laughs> off the record. Uh, but uh, Leslie Albite uh, is back again, and she specializes in education law, generally speaking. We're going to talk about some COVID stuff in colleges in a second. But before we do that, why don't you just tell us, uh, introduce your firm again, tell us what you do. Sure. So I'm Leslie Albite, and um, I have a law firm, Albite Weicker, here in Columbus, and we do all aspects of education law, student defense, teacher administrator defense. Um, I specifically handle our college cases. We have attorneys who handle K through 12 uh, discipline cases or really anything you can think about um, where a student would face uh, an issue. So special education, um, like I said, discipline. We have people who are handling, you know, anything from cheating cases to now we have an influx of social gathering cases. Um and then the general, you know, I kind of miss the old days where we were just talking about vandalism and egging houses and things Under like that. Underage drinking. Underage and stuff drinking, like that. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I guess our paths often run parallel here because we do a lot of criminal defense. And so uh, all too often we have kids in college or school, they are facing the school sanctions or, or discipline as well as potential criminal stuff. And, uh, you know, we run into all these issues where. Uh, at the education or on the education side, they don't have the same rights that they do in the criminal courts, and we are left with this beggar's choice of: Do you make a statement to try to stay in college, but you're incriminating yourself when you get indicted in criminal court? But uh, at least so far, the social distancing stuff has not become criminal. Although, as you were just talking, I was wondering if and when that would happen. That'd be an interesting First Amendment. Well, a lot of, um, at least in Southern Ohio, what the universities or or I guess I should say like university towns are doing is they're issuing like a noise violation or like the city of Oxford has passed an actual mass gathering ordinance so they can cite people with a civil offense that carries like a $500 fine to it. Um, I think they have it in Columbus now too, don't they? Um, Somebody told me at court the other day. They who are gets the fine? Sightings. Everybody, everybody gets the fine, or just if who's you're in hosting it? Or so one. Well, at least in the cases I've seen, they they ask for a resident to come out, and they cite whatever residents what you know. Willing, oh, really? Willing to take the ticket? Yeah. So I'd be what, like, no, thanks. <laughs> I don't want it. Well, what is happening is we have a really, really disproportionate situation where we have you know, say we have a house of five people one person comes out is seen on the body cam so we do have body cam because police officers are there and they're seeing okay fine i'll take this ticket or yeah here's my id um so they're responsible for this the civil offense now the school gets a, right. a hold of that ticket and then says okay you were hosting a party now we're going to take you through our school process um And sometimes I don't really know um, exactly how they're finding out addresses of all the residents. So if only one person's listed on the ticket, um, how they bring in the other residents. So I have some theories, some conspiracy theories about Mm. that. I think they've I think they've obtained leases from property management companies 
or, yeah. you know, the universe, I mean, the students are supposed to update their address with the university this semester for whatever reasons. A lot of students haven't done that. I know that was a big problem at Ohio State that people had <laughs> old addresses from last year or they, you know, still had their parents yeah. address or something like that. So they couldn't track them. Um, so anyway, so they bring in all the residents of the house, even though, you know, we only have one person on the on the citation and then take them through this administrative process and figure out who was there, who hosted. Which could um, create all kinds of problems. Because like I remember viv- like I grew up or I guess in my college days, my buddies and I probably didn't do things we should do in college. So there were times I remember where my buddies were doing something. And I maybe had a test. I remember one time there was resident advisors there and I had a tie on because I worked at a suit store. So I just came home from work and they're like, you're cited. I'm like, dude, I just got home from work. I wasn't a part of this. So you worry about the times when like, okay, you and I are roommates. Mm -hmm. You're having people over, but maybe I'm on the lease too. So knock, knock, knock. Like, I'm not out here. I'm not standing out here with them. And it's like, well, here you are. You're the resident. Is that kind of stuff going on? That is going on. I mean, if, and again, this is varies by school you know, school by school. Like I, I've had cases up here at Ohio State where we were able to explain during the investigation that the school does to say, listen, I was over at this bar from this time to this time. Here's my oh, receipt. Okay. Or here's my Uber receipt right. or something like that. And Ohio State's like, cool. All right, you're out of here. Um, but we have other cases at different universities where they, you know, aren't doing an investigation. You're just brought straight to the hearing and then you have to make a decision kind of like in the in the criminal realm is am i going to talk am i going to p- place yeah. myself there at any point am i just going to say go rely on the body cam and i wasn't yeah. wasn't there um you know or at least not seen on the body cam then you have you know i i've had cases where half the residents are inside um and you know some people are outside and you know maybe looking like they're hosting a party but in reality all the residents are probably but you can know, I host same... a party of nine people socially distanced, like in our lawn chairs, drinking beer six feet apart? Or can I not do that? That's Depends a, on the school. That's a really great question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's in, it's in, not even Jared has plastic. So we just put plastic up between all of us. So we just have like a circle of plastic. Yeah. Be like, I mean, I'd, I'd make the argument that you were doing the best yeah. you could. And yeah. yeah, of course. But, but then we have some residents who are then, okay, you were there and you could have stopped the party, but didn't stop the party. Oh, so now, it's so on now them. you're put on probation. And okay. then the people who are on the body cam, who, you know, look like they're taking responsibility, I would argue that you're punishing leaders because they're the people who are standing up and for the whole house and, right. and you know, being that liaison with the officer. So they're punishing leaders and suspending them. So we have houses divided where we have, you know, Man. half the people on probation, half the people suspended. Well, it's amazing if you listen to the first time you came in here, what they were, what their jobs were to do with like drugs, drinking, yeah. keeping people safe. You know what I mean? It's like, and now it goes from literally being around each other is yeah. a violation that can get you gone. Right. And that's you, the frustrating part because the same activity would not have been an issue last right, year. Right. So, you yeah. know, this is so unique. It you could think go it's away. Just I don't pressure know. from the schools to say, hey, they're they're going to they're shutting these universities down, which is money for us. Right. You know what I mean? Or putting them online. I don't know where financially that puts them. It doesn't put them on campus, which Ohio State's campus, I'm sure like the businesses and stuff around there when the kids are in school is booming. Right. So do they feel obligated to say, well, we have to enforce this because somebody's going to get in our way to keep the school open. So we just got to be crazy about 
making oh, sure there's social distancing and let, let me let me just interject here because I, I took he's some been notes. Taking, he's been taking notes. I, I, I don't I remember you writing things notes. down last time. <laughs> I am almost appalled at this. First of all, I still don't know what a civil offense is. I still don't know. Is that like some sort of non-criminal crime? Well, would a parking ticket be something similar to that? I think so. I, I mean, mean, there is no a process. There's a process. I haven't gone through it, but there is a process to dispute it. I guess like a parking ticket. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't know. Right, I'll, so I could show you one. It says civil offense. It's citation. a government. It's a government impediment. <laughs> I don't like the sound of it. An exercise of a constitutional right, which is your right to gather, your mm -hmm. right to associate, your right to have freedom of association. I don't like that. Um, but that'd be like any city ordinance, right? Yeah. So any, well, I mean, here is a noise violation a criminal. It is. Uh, if you're riding, if you're cruising along with your radio too loud, that can be a violation. But that's not, that's not saying you can't be with people. That's a little bit different. So Well, you, so the difference, I think, at least in the specific city of Oxford that I'm talking about where I've seen these mass gathering citations, that's because they have, they passed an ordinance in August, like right before all the kids came back. Yeah, and I'm thinking the ordinance is unconstitutional. And, you know, I watched the whole Zoom meeting. But it's a of, pandemic, you know what I mean? So they right. just, so they I just watched, whitewash it with it's a pandemic, I would right. think. I right. watched the whole Zoom meeting of, you know, council talking about this, and someone brought that up, like, well, could this be challenged? And they're kind of like, well, yeah, it could, and we'll kind of take that you know, when it comes, but I'd love for you guys to challenge that. I mean, really, if I had a client, that'd be the first thing <laughs> I would challenge is that it's an unconstitutional statute yeah. and therefore uh, it's got to be dismissed. I mean, but see, that's not going to help you with the, the school case. It's not going to help you at school. This is right. why, you know, this is why, we, well, the other thing we have to distinguish before I go there is that you have both private schools and public schools, public being funded by the state, private being uh, at least ostensibly only through grants and, and private donations. But when you have state schools, you have state action. When you have state action, they have constitutional uh, ramifications. So it, it, it matters maybe more to the lawyers than people quite understand, but it's a big deal. I mean, mm -hmm. you can't, you got to have due process when it's uh, the government uh, involved. And mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to have governmental due process when it's the, the private university involved. So right now you're talking about Miami. That's a state school. Right. So you've got government action. Right. Um, but it's still to say that, so to me, they're both the same. So if you, if you're getting kicked out of school based upon an exercise of your constitutional rights, that is right to gather, uh, Jeff's point is that, well, it's a pandemic, so it's really, really serious. And we really think it's a good idea. So we're going to just suspend the con It doesn't work that way, right? We have those, we have the constitution in place, uh, no matter what. Now, I don't well, they're like emergency situations that we've had to utilize taking away somebody's rights. You know what I mean? Like, like, uh, like what? Vietnam. What's that? Draft. Uh, the, you put the draft on a dip, put the draft in a different corner. I mean, the draft is, uh, that's a different issue. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not defending it. I'm not going to, it's just, a, the, no, the yeah, draft is I'm unique. saying that's an, exa that's an example of them uh, saying, so government saying you have to do this. Aside from that, no, but the government saying you have to do this is different than uh, passing a law that patently violates, a, you know, one of the first 10 amendments. That is the first amendment. So we're not, you can't have a gathering with more than X people. Does that violate your right to freedom of association? And I'm not saying it does. I'm not saying it doesn't, but it's certainly implicated. Well, and the wrinkle is, is they have these student code of conduct handbooks, which are looked at like a contract. So when they make an amendment to that for COVID stuff or social gatherings or face mask wearing, I mean, you then have this contractual 
situation. And that's that's kind of where we're headed and against Miami is we have this contractual, you know, communication that occurred. We have a handbook that, you know, my clients, by virtue of enrolling in class and paying tuition, have signed up as a, a participant of this contract. And what does that contract say? That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then you go to court to yeah. try to uh, get an injunction or, or based on a breach of contract, you can't do these things. And, yeah. And that's what we're doing. There was a, a case in uh, another local college I was talking about over the weekend, same mm-hmm. kind of thing. Now, it's a private school, but, uh, you know, they had in place at the time of this alleged violation for, uh, uh, call it a COVID violation, uh, you had a, a written one warning rule. So if you screwed up, you got a warning, and then after that, you would be asked to leave the campus. Well, they just got rid of the one warning rule in the midst of all this and then started kicking people off campus. Hmm. And the issue is, is that a breach of contract? I guess from a parent's perspective, like if my kid was going off to college, would you recommend, great, you're going to OSU, living off campus, get an apartment off campus? Is that a void? Well, the school's jurisdiction would extend off campus. Just because you're going to school Yeah, so if you are... Um, I guess the classic example would be if you are doing something that would danger the other Ohio State students or the community in general, then their jurisdiction would reach to you off campus. So the majority of our cases are off campus. I mean, they're involving off campus houses. Yeah. So if Jared's living in an off campus house having parties, Mm -hmm. you can't just say, you can't touch me because I'm off campus. Right. They'll say, you're coming to our classes utilizing our. So outside and, of COVID, think back, you know, pre-COVID, okay, someone has a sexual assault that occurs I knew off that, like dr- and, a drunk driving or something yeah. like that. They could still say, hey, this is our violation of our student code of conduct, right. Right? right? I just didn't know if they could actually intervene, like, when it's happening. Like, it's Saturday morning. I'm not in your – I'm not living on your campus. I'm doing what I want in yeah. my the porch of my home. Can they walk up there and be like, you're an Ohio State student – so you can file a complaint. I mean, if I'm a student walking by, this actually happened at the beginning of the semester at Ohio State. They sent out like students to to take pictures of people partying on porches and things like that. And then they supplied the pictures. Hall to the serious conduct We need more hall monitors. <laughs> right. This is like- so the, the bigger picture is you're creating this culture among students, among roommates that are living together to tell on each other, to... You know, I mean, it's extremely. I wrote down Stalin at the bottom of my legal pad here because (laughs) this does matter. I mean, this this mirrors what happened. I mean, you're talking about essentially inquisitions. You're talking about having uh, to answer to people knocking on your door and proving that you're not part of it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh no, I wasn't part of it. Here's a receipt. Okay, well, uh, that's not good enough. But you're still. In what other context are we as United States citizens required to prove our innocence like that in the face of an inquisition where you're not only obliged and obligated to go make statements? In other words, you don't have a right to remain silent. You have to actually prove that you weren't there. It's like, when when does that happen ever? Well, it's weird. It hasn't happened yet for like us as adults. Could it go there? I guess is your question. Well, you know, it's it's happening in schools now. Well, I mean, their code would say that there's no burden of proof on the student. So the burden of proof is on the the university. But we all know, practically speaking, if you're going in there and just saying, "Okay, university, prove your case, um, you know, number one, the burden of proof is lower. So it's preponderance. Um, So that's a low standard. And then two, okay, the school has a body cam and a statement from the officer and your address. Right. Yeah. I don't think that's enough. That's why I fight these, but they think that's enough. 
They think it's enough. And then you, the other thing I wrote down here is I wrote down Inquisition, question mark, Stalin, of course. And I also wrote down failure to act, question mark. And you said that there are even people being uh, dragged into the net here just because they were there or lived there and didn't stop it. Right. Uh, so a failure to act, a failure to act affirmatively to stop others from doing things that are wrong. And the implication there, of course, would be that you have control over your own house. But in a college setting, do you really? I mean, do, if I'm living in a house with four different rooms. I would say no. I mean, right. anybody that lived in college, yeah. I yeah, mean, people do what they want. You're gonna say, yeah. They're going to say, shut up and leave if you don't like it. You can go to Taco Bell around a corner. Definitely well, then I'd say, you. great, go get a receipt, and then we can show yeah, <laughs> you weren't right. there. <laughs> yeah, take a double-decker taco, please. Take an Uber there, too. It's, it's, just, so, it's just so crazy. If they're in college right now, and you're going to a party Every, I don't know what, hour and a half, go get a taco. Get a taco. I was at Taco Bell. <laughs> right? Just that. just run down the road, right. get it like, so that you're like, nope, I was there. Yeah, I was there at this time. <laughs> I would or sign into, your Netflix, of sign into your Netflix account and just play movies. And be like, no, look at yes. my Netflix account. I was watching, you know, oh, I was watching so-and-so movie. I've never thought about I don't know that. if you subpoena Netflix, if you <laughs> can tell when you're active probably your a account. way to spoof your location services on your phone. Yeah. So now we're advising think, people on how to fabricate evidence <laughs> right. and lie and cheat. And yeah. Present. Do not listen to this. This is not legal advice. This, no, you was, can still was, go to Taco Bell, but actually go there. Actually, no, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Go there. Yeah. Get a yeah. taco. Yeah. Well, and then it's also come up to me. It's like what there is. I was looking at this case that you and I discussed over the weekend. There is no duration written into the rule. I mean, it doesn't say like, all right. So I walked into this apartment because I was uh, invited yeah. as a guest. And I looked around, and there was about eight people, but there's only supposed to be six. I counted as fast as I could. I stayed for a minute and a half, and I left. And I asked this question of my well, that would be clients. A totally and, reasonable response. And they were like, well, we don't know. They, don't, they didn't tell us anything about that. Now, in law, in criminal defense law, that would be a vague statute. That would be a statute that does not sufficiently notify the person of what conduct is prohibited. In other words, yeah. mm-hmm. you can't. You can't just say, you know, that we we believe it now to be this and you were there long enough and then think, well, wait a minute, where's it written? And they're like, well, we don't care. We just made it up. Well, and that's what the universities are saying is, well, we think it's clear. And here's why we think it's clear. And we're saying, no, in this situation, there is no guidance. Right. None. Right. And then you start looking at what's happened to others. And we talked about this briefly, too. It's like, what? uh, All right. Well, so-and-so just got a warning, but I'm getting suspended. Yeah. So, like, if you can Equal look protection and, or whatever. And how is this, this is this only working for the students? What if it's a non-student? What if it's a non-student house and they're partying there? I mean, what what can happen? Nothing. Something. Well, they wouldn't get in trouble. They oh, get in you trouble. mean if it's a non-student, but students go to that yes. house? I mean, it would. It, so the non-students wouldn't be able to get in trouble, but the students potentially that, that by. Good. To go to, a, to go to a party. Yeah. Like I say, uh, somebody lives down in the area, he's having a party, but it's not, he's a non-student. Mm-hmm. Yet 15, 20 students show up. Now they can get Jared's thinking of the business there. model right now. He's like, all right, so I can buy five campus houses right, yeah, <laughs> and exactly. charge 10 bucks a head. Well, that's just like going to a restaurant then, you know, or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. if, you know, you go in and with a group of friends and you aren't socially distant and you're not wearing masks. I mean, and that's written in the school's policies that you need to do that whenever you're in a public place or out and about, then maybe. Policies. I don't like that word. Well, here's what's so crazy. <laughs> that's, that's a problem all the time is policies. Policies are bad. Well, here's what's crazy to me. So, like, I'm not trying to make light of a pandemic. I wear masks. I wash my hands. I do what I can. But it's like, and I'm trying to come up with a criminal example so for instance like we know felonious assault if you have like hiv 
Well, if I have HIV and I don't know I have HIV and I sleep with somebody and give them HIV, it's not a crime. If I know I have HIV and I've been notified and we've seen evidence brought in to say the health department notified you on X date, you have HIV, you need to be aware of that, it's felonious assault. Mm -hmm. The problem with this circumstance, and I guess I, I sympathize with the struggle of those college kids because I was in college once and all the things I wanted to do when I was in college you don't know if you have it or not. I mean, mm -hmm. we don't have regular testing. People are showing up positive for COVID with absolutely zero symptoms. And then somebody else, even similarly situated, could have such a horrible reaction to COVID, even death. Mm -hmm. It's just such a crazy well, you're gonna get scenario into, to... You're going to start You're going to start winnowing that down to say, well, your roommate had it, so you should have known. Uh, or you were around these other people, so you should have known because you knew that that person had it. I know, but that wouldn't be the criminal standard. Uh, like you be. said... It might be know or should have known. Well, I mean, wait a minute. There was that viral video, right, at the beginning of the semester where the it was a Miami University student. They have the body cam. The officer walks up and says, you're having a big party here. And he's like, yeah, we had some people over. And then he runs his ID and sees that he's like, you know, currently positive or just had a positive test how or whatever. They, how do they know I don't that? know. Oh. I don't know. What, how does, you should right. watch the video, though, because then he goes back and he's like, dude, you have COVID. And he's like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, dude. that's a, so. The, I mean, that's just so. There's a totally there is reckless. a like spectrum of cases. Yeah. When I talk about my cases, you know, I rarely have that egregious like right case. Yeah. I you know we're talking about do we have eleven people outside on my property or do we have nine and do we have you know if we have a house where there's fifteen residents. How do they always, you know, they're always out of compliance then. Or, you know, is there a difference in non-residents versus residents? If you have only eight people home at the time, can you have two more people over? I, I don't know. Right. But, I mean, that's totally just, I mean, that guy, you, you can't act like that. Like, no, you know, yeah. Know, Steve, you guys have been, we've had different people on here talking about COVID or whatever. But if you were notified you had COVID, you certainly wouldn't come walking through the office and just say, well, I mean, I don't really feel bad, so I'm just going to keep working. Right. I would not. You wouldn't act like and, that. And right. I'll tell you why you know I would mean? not. I would not because I know it's wrong. Now. But you have a nicely developed brain. I do. My frontal cortex 20 is years old. completely developed. No, I'm <laughs> that, not a jackass that's anymore. A great point. Right. I'm <laughs> that's not a jackass a great anymore. Point. But if there were a law that said I shouldn't, I still wouldn't do it. If there weren't a law that said I shouldn't do that, I still wouldn't do it. Right. right. It's like it the, just the goes back to basically being sick. Like I'm I'm not feeling good. I'm not gonna come and spread my germs in the office. Now what if I told you I have COVID? Come on over. We're partying today. I got COVID. I got the positive test, but I'm not sick. You want to come on over and hang out and have some beers? And and, uh, and Leslie said, sure. You know, we've been hanging out. You know, I think oh, you're sort of cute. Let's, let's go watch Netflix well, together. Or if I said, well, I already had COVID two weeks ago, so I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah. So no big deal. Now what? I don't know. Crickets. Yeah, I don't right? know. Crickets. I mean. Or if I'm going to. She's like, consenting. Like we, we've been talking about, like, right. look at. Go after the attendees the same way you're going after the hosts, if right. that's the. Sure, that's the next wave of this. Right. But, like, if, if Jared's having a, a, a uh, if we do a comedian show, like, out at, uh, in Johnstown, in the country, and there's 50 people there, it's like, is this the same as doing it on. All these things are coming up across the board, and I guess the campuses are providing us a little microcosm of how the general public is looking at it. But within the context of actually some some rules and, and things that are getting enforced. And, uh, you know, if I got in trouble out in the country, like, what are they going to do to me? You know, it's not like it's a crime. Or is it? I mean, it I, could I, become that. I mean, like if it in, becomes, I heard what Fauci say the other day that by the beginning of next year, or the end of next year, half of the, anybody that lives in the United States will have had COVID. Um, and what's wrong with that? No, I don't know. I don't, 
Uh, no, I know. I'm asking rhetorically. I, I it's like, isn't that what we want? I mean, it's like, all right, so it sucks. But I guess as the spread goes around, the people that are you know susceptible could there could be more deaths. No, yeah, I, I mean, I you, you think of a situation too. With now students Thanksgiving break, they're going right. to be going home. What do you I do? Mean, that's, yeah. So there is a push right now on some campuses, like, okay, make sure you can go home. So you have to take precautions right now to ensure you know you're going to keep your family safe. So yeah. I mean, I get it in theory that. This semester just needs to be different, and students need to get that. I I totally understand that. Um, the problem is when you're talking about suspending or taking away their education, especially maybe if they've been going to school this entire semester, and now you're talking about, oh, well, we're going to suspend you, and you're not going to get credit for that. Like the longer ramifications economically for that is. Well, let's talk about that. So you mentioned you said you had a call from a potential client. And you were talking to this individual and this individual's father. And they were just like, well, I'm just going to go and, and make my statement and do the, the school hearing. And, you know, no big deal. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? Well, you're going to 100% get suspended. <laughs> and, all right. So let's talk about that. I'm going I'm to take, take these apart one by one. So is it that okay. clear? Well, okay. And that, and I should say, with those facts that were presented to okay. me, that's okay. why I said, and knowing how the university has been treating gotcha. those, you are going to have a major problem. And okay. what does suspended mean? So suspended means that they're separate. They like to call it a separation from the university. So they so, redefine it. It's like yeah. not a suspension. It's well, no, a separation. it's a, yeah, what they like to use nicer terms. So they're going to separate you from the university. Um, so the, the bad thing about that right now, or I guess I should say the... There's a lot to to dissect in there. But the alternative that some universities have done and maybe the one that we had been talking about is they will say, you know, if we suspend you now and you're still permitted to stay on campus or or, I'm sorry, in your off campus, but close to campus house, um, you know, the the harm really isn't rectified by the suspension because that person's still in the community, that person's still out and about, whatever. Um, so really what they should be saying is you should go home, leave the community and continue online classes because now pretty much everyone has this option for online classes. So now you're going to take the harm so, that they are saying would be caused or was caused yeah, by like being there. Yeah, like you're such a danger to the to community. community. Well, <laughs> right, let's send that to some other community. Well, but if you're let's saying if you're saying say, you know, Oxford has this 10-person ordinance rule, but you know, Columbus doesn't or, you know, Johnstown whatever, then okay, you're you're so, the school saying you're such a danger to our community that we have to punish you, but they're not remedying the harm that was either potentially caused, maybe not caused. We don't know. We don't have an answer to that. So that's one thing. But getting back to the, how the suspension could really like hurt you, I guess you know, say you have a senior who is expected to graduate in May. They have a job offer in May. You get. You get behind this semester. You're not allowed to get credit for any of your classes this semester. You now have delayed graduation. Mm. You've lost out on that job. You are entering the workforce later. I mean, there's some serious yeah. You can add up some damages. There. Yeah. And then the other thing too, if you have a suspension on your transcript, if you're trying to apply for, you know, post secondary, yeah. I mean, you're going to have to answer yes to a little box. It's almost like the 
you know, have you ever been convicted of a felony? I mean, mm-hmm. it's the same concept. Yeah. Like you have to check that box. Yes. And then they can decide, well, you know, I have a whole stack of, you know, candidates here who didn't have to check yes to that box. I'm going to go with them. Yeah. And now I don't know. You know, some people can still get in. I mean, I'm not saying that's a complete bar, but it has to make it more difficult. Um, so you have those issues. I mean, so the suspension thing, it, it's really something to take seriously as a parent, as a student, you don't get a refund on tuition. That's kind of laughable. Yeah, they really? have to call it discipline. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have to call it discipline so they can keep your money. Really? Okay. And that would make sense. And you violate your end of the contract, so now now they can take your money. Right. So you just Did paid make- $20,000 for, you just threw it out the window. Oh, wow. Wow. I've done that before on some other dumb thing, like <laughs> buying a boat one time. <laughs> Like uh, I, I bought a car that wasn't really a good deal once. Um, but uh, oh, that's, that's insane. I, I mean, the one I was talking to you about, the kid is uh, a biochem major with a very high GPA. Already, a, I don't know if admitted, but applying to medical school and can't do school remotely because they have to go to labs. Oh, yeah. You know, there, there's, there's lab requirements and in-person things. And it's not good enough just to say, hey, just zoom on into this. And uh, we'll get you through. And then that school, that was the college. It's like there's other, there's other things. It's just it doesn't work. You, you know, it's a, it's a mess. And why punish? Mm. I guess if you have somebody who's intentionally doing what you said, Jeff, I got COVID, screw you, screw yeah. the world, I'm going to give it you to everybody. You have COVID. Oh, well, yeah, I do. Well, I think you're it just, dick. yeah, well, and it's, that's kind of the argument that it should really come down to a case-by-case analysis. Yeah. But they're so overrun with trying to enforce all these different things they don't have time to sit, you know, down and say, okay, really, let's dig into the facts of this. We're going to just make this blanket, you know, kind of statement yeah. and message to all the other students here. Just don't do it. Mm-hmm. But there's so many, you know, different factual scenarios where. Now, I had another, I was talking to this kid and he's on a sports team. They sent out a questionnaire. You know, there's been a lot of cases. They're, they're you know, we, we want to be careful. DeWine's warning us and the college is warning us. Why don't you fill out this questionnaire? Tell us where you've been for the last three weeks. Who you even had contact with. They wouldn't want to see mine. It's all confidential. And then a week later, you get the notice that you're in trouble. Visited five different jails and (laughs) be like, yeah, you can't come. It's like, where where else does that happen? Just tell us everything you've done the last three weeks. We'll tell you if you're in trouble. I mean, it's crazy. I know what my questionnaire would have looked like when I went back. Blank. So you'd be off the team. Maybe. Yeah. That actually yeah. happened to me. That happened to me in my my one of those years in college. They had everybody. Please confess if you've drank underage. This all, all it, yeah. this, this happened. We had a team meeting and they made everybody we, out of the blue. They they went around the room one by one. Every player had to stand up and tell the the coaches whether you had consumed alcohol in violation of the team's policy. And I just watched this. Just click, click, click. Everybody doing it. They all sat down and they were taking notes. They all say no? No. People were saying, oh, yeah, I was at a party. I had two beers. We're allowed, or I had four beers. I know we're only allowed to have two. And then the underagers would oh, say, wow. yeah, we're only beer, allowed to have two. <laughs> two beers and a pizza, they would say. That was the rule. And then it got to me and I stood up and I was like, I don't think I need to answer this at all. And I, I didn't drink during the, during the season either. I was, I was actually, I had clean hands. I, and I just said, I'm not, I don't think this is right. I don't think any, this is not right. And I sat down 
And uh, he's one of those guys. I was one of those guys. He's destined to be yeah. sitting at this table right now. Yeah. When they said sit down, I stood up. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, and I got kicked off the team. In the, college? In college. Yep. I got what? kicked off the team. And along with every other underage or every other person, they, they, oh, they, they all the, list. And admitted it? The and ones that came clean about it? Everybody that came clean and got kicked, kicked off. off. And it Come was, on, man. It was at least, I don't know, 30 kids or 20 kids. So you're better off. Oh, no. Okay. So the people who admitted to violating the policy got kicked off. Yes. Okay. So they all admitted it. And, um, but how can you burn somebody that you know some of those kids stood up and lied? They got kicked. Uh, sure. Well, it's the I, same thing as the kids who stay inside the house yeah, and don't answer right, the door when the officer right. comes. Yeah, yeah. And then they eventually let everybody back on the team, except I wasn't permitted. See, those back are the, on the smart team. kids. Don't answer the door. Like, keep Don't answer the door. <laughs> so you got a warrant? Go get one. Come on back. See when you get here. Uh, it doesn't usually go that well for people that don't want to answer to the okay, door to the police. So that brings up an interesting thing. So I have a body cam video right now where the the um, students that lived in the house set up tarps all around so the officers couldn't, nobody could see into oh, their body. I love Gosh, it. I love oh it. That's my, that's my MO that, right it's there. Happen, it's happening a lot too at Ohio State. Like I've seen the tarps go up and whatever. So I have a body cam where the officer is like kind of standing there looking at the tarp. You can't see anybody. You can hear the noise though. So he definitely there's a noise. Voices. Is this off campus or on campus? Mm-hmm. Off campus. Boom. And this mm-hmm. is a city Columbus. Yeah. This is a Columbus. C- or, or, well, city. Yeah. It's a city police officer. Yep. All right. So now we got a Fourth Amendment issue. So <laughs> the body cam. So he sits there. He listens for a while. He just has his hands folded, and then somebody <laughs> peeks under the tarp. It's kind of the funniest video. Somebody, somebody one of the does a little, yeah, does a little peek I'm under just the going tarp. To talk about. <laughs> Is there anybody out there? So sees the officer, closes the tarp, and all of a sudden the noise is gone. Hey, chill out, cops, man. Yep, chill out. Gone. The cop waits another like probably thirty seconds or so, and then approaches the tarp, rips the tarp down, and walks into the backyard. Now we got a problem. How is he? For, all right, lawyer. Yeah. What, okay, what is well, it? I need to bring you guys into this one. <laughs> How can they do that? I don't know. I, why would they think they could do that? I think you have established that you have an expectation of privacy on the other side of those tarps. <laughs> right? So like, what they but tell. But I think if they, if they say, uh, I'm officer so-and-so, I need the owner of the house to come out. Well, that's a well, knock on the door. Well, wouldn't they walk on the door? Yeah, knock on the front door. Yeah, so it's it's tantamount to knocking on, on the front door, not oh, coming ripping through down the a, Ripping but down that's, a tarp. That's, no, that's what I'm saying, behind, than, the tarp, than, yeah. behind the tarp, saying, look, whoever the owner of the house is, I need to talk to them. So what they say on the body cam is he mumbles something that, oh, well, we were at another house and we could see into the backyard and saw, you know, 50 people here. I, I had still... I had them walk around. They You can't see. It's a There's a brick, like, dividers. I mean, you really can't see unless you're elevated somewhere. So the officers have a report. Yeah, yeah. but we have a report there's marijuana being grown in the basement of this house. Well, no. This what is do pl- you do? You go get a warrant. This is plain view. And the issue is, do they have to go get a warrant? So let's let's take this officer at his Plain word. Plain view in a house, but are you... Let's take this officer at his word. He was able to see 50 people. All right. Now, does that mean that he's allowed to rip down the tarps and go in? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, I think that the uh, property is, that is too protected. Circumstances? Yeah, is that it's, exigent it's circumstances? Yeah, it's not like I ran in. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean, and you were chasing me. Effervescence and evidence, or whatever it is. It's like but, you had time. They had, they could secure it. And yeah, they people could say, try to leave. They could probably right, detain them. Stay. We're getting warrant. Um, yeah. So but, by the time he rips off the tarp and walks in, there's two people there. That's it. They've been bailing out the other tarp. 
The yeah, problem with it is exactly. this. When it comes to a school, it doesn't matter. Right. Like if it's so, school related, it's not like we can raise these issues. Maybe. It's a state school. You have a you have an unlawful search by a state actor. Is that, admi- I, I don't can know. Can I go you into one of these well, student or, conduct things and say, well, I want to talk about a Fourth Amendment violation? With I the- mean, it would go over that investigator's head for right, sure. Right. Um, but I mean, here's the other issue is, okay, if I'm just a, another student or, you know, a member of the community that's walking by and I observe this, you know, 50 people in a backyard, I could call the conduct office and file a complaint right. or I could get online and file a little complaint with them. And then the school would call them up and, you know, do the same thing. So, you know, if an officer is looked at as just another person walking down the street that would have the right to call in a complaint. Yeah, but they're not. They're, they're not, not a government. Act. Right. Yeah. In a, in a criminal case, that's a that the evidence gets thrown out. Now, but they're cited for the civil offense site so the question is yeah is that a is that a problem and let's assume that that gets thrown out say i beat the civil offense thing in court and then the school still goes after me yeah they could it's just like if a criminal case is dismissed the school can still yeah is my fourth amendment right do do i get to argue that the evidence ought to be suppressed i don't know the answer i don't know the answer Uh, yeah i don't know now here's another one my other case i had where it's i call it the inquisition style of investigation where my client is asking, you know, what, what can I expect or what are the rules or what's going on or what, what's going to happen? Does the one strike rule apply? Blah, 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 blah. And the answer they're getting is I, I was almost choked when I heard it. It's like, I don't know. We just need to hear from all the other kids that are, that were, uh, <laughs> that we're having hearings on before we tell you what's going to happen to you. And it's like, so wait a minute, all the potential witnesses are also accused in some way. <laughs> And they all have to undergo or go through this process. And then they're going to use what you say in your hearing to determine whether they believe me in my hearing. And I'm not at your hearing, so I don't have any right to challenge what you're saying. You're not even a witness against me. I'm, you've not been identified as anybody that's going to be talking against me. And if they if they don't like what I have said compared to what you have said, then i got to go to another hearing where presumably I guess I get to know uh, well, we can't involved. just all plead the fifth because if we refuse to talk, we're, we're out anyway. You're right? out anyway, right? So yeah. this well, is the well, not necessarily. I mean, some some conduct or, or yeah, handbooks are written to say silence. Like I know, I know Kenyon College has it in their student rights. You can, you know, choose to remain silent, and that can't be used against you. But we're just going to believe. But where else. is that going to yeah. go? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, now the silence in the one case worked for some of the students to say, listen, you know, you don't know that I was there. You have my address. You don't have any information putting me at that address at that time. Oh, because they just they weren't on the body. The resident. Yeah. They weren't on the body. Yeah. So then you're leaving it up again to the two people who. Yeah. Talk to (laughs) the. It's a mess. Plus, it's it's such a mess. mess. Why would you go? Why, Why would you go? I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go. I, mean, plus, I, never, I never went. But, plus, yeah. what yeah. time were you there? Because here's my two cheesy gordita crunches. And by the way, <laughs> that's it. So by the way, with extra what if you're hot holding, sauce. What if you answer the door <laughs> holding that? I just got back from Taco Bell. So you want to keep a whole rash yeah. of Taco Bell uh, in your free He's like, I'm, I'm wise to your games. I saw that Uber Eats yeah, driver but just as drive a school, away. Well, you at least had knowledge because you were back there maybe for 30 seconds. You could have yeah. stopped Is it. it enough? Right. So if, yeah. if you're not allowed to be at a gathering where there's more than 10 people or whatever the rule is and you just show up. Like the second you show up, you're in violation of the rule. So I can have eight people over. Okay, it depends on where you are. In, in my case, it was it was. <laughs> no so it depends because we, we keep adding this handbook. 
we, we've got, we've exactly. got, we keep, we keep and adding exactly. the handbook. So you've got laws on top of laws. Right. So I don't know if it was Wooster <coughs> oh, or one, some school that I read a, read through their handbook they or i i wouldn't even say handbook i mean you know extra correspondence that goes out to the yeah, it's like to an email kids. that's yeah. on the web page it's right. now been changed what do they call, what they call those things right. in law school when we were doing they have them in the back slip oh yeah slip like slip or whatever yeah, yeah they get stuck <laughs> or that paper updates yeah the updates. um that nobody reads so then here's what the problem is because you know sometimes they change the ball so they'll or change change you know, the rules yeah, yeah. So they will say, okay, well, last week you could have six people in your dorm room, but now we only, oh. now you're only limited to three people in your dorm room, or yeah, now you're only yeah, limited to one other guest. So it's a changing. In our world, they call scenario. it an ex post facto law, but in college they just call it a rule book. They should and do so, it like every every week or every month, like a lottery. They just have dice and be like, this week you can have ah, three people. Three <laughs> right. people is this, this is week. Going to be a fun week or not? Yeah, next, you know, next week it's six. Yeah, you never know. It's a lottery. I, I, I think what's so troubling is I get what they're trying to do. I get that this yeah. is then label the pandemic. Same. We want to try to spread, the, stop the spread of COVID. I'm all for that. But it's like when you're giving young age people, as you already said, that without a developed frontal lobe that are in college expecting to do certain things. They're sending them 20 emails a day. And then, through. and then tr- updating the rules and moving the ball constantly. It's like, what, you know, yeah. what do you want me to do? And then you have students too who have parents who maybe are anti-maskers. Oh, or, right. You know, so yeah. then they're they're coming from that environment to school. Their world has completely changed. Like, so I think you'd lose it, Steve. Like, let's say your son is experiencing that and something like that happened. I think you'd launch a lawsuit. Because I know I'd how be you feel Leslie. Leslie. <laughs> Well, that's true. <laughs> say, sue them all. <laughs> sue them all. Yeah, no, actually, you know what? I wouldn't. So here, it, it, I would try to treat it the way I am dealing with the case I'm working on, which is listen, we still got to solve the damn problem. I disagree with all this nonsense, but the tantamount concern here is let this kid finish college, let this kid do his labs, let this kid get on to med school and get the hell out as fast as possible. And, you know, it, this is, the, I, I want to ask you about this is important because, mm-hmm. you know, if you, I imagine this has happened to you where you get a call from one parent and said, yeah, there's like 10 of us. All these kids are in trouble, and they all had this party, and all the parents want to talk to you. But I agreed I'm going to be the spokesperson for this. And, you know, as an attorney, you're thinking, I, I had to go through this thought process. I just said, listen, we don't need their problems. We got our own problems. I don't need, we don't need to take on the cause for everybody. We need to solve your concern here, which is get you out of college. You're not the same as the freshman or first year, whatever they call them now. Um, yeah. You're, you're, you're different. You have different concerns. You can't just – start over in January and say it's good enough. You know, you've got, you are down, you, you can't. And, you know, maybe the individual circumstances are a little bit different. Maybe you're somebody who just came home, went to the room and started reading while outside the thing, all this yeah. stuff was going on. Yeah. So how are you dealing with that? Well, I mean, it, again, it's a fact base. So I've had situations where we have, you know, multiple, all the residents in the house are like, yeah, let's have people over. I mean, they're all the kind of the same level of culpability. Or maybe you have residents you know, all but one, one saying, I'm going to go to my girlfriend's house or something like, okay, fine. Single him out. He can have his girlfriend come in, say he wasn't there. None of the other people are going to dispute that or try to bring him in or anything like that. Um, So it's, it's kind of a fine line of, is there a similar set of facts that need to be presented or a similar strategy that needs to be presented to where, you know, we're talking policies or we're talking 
you know, what happened before the gathering occurred or whatever. Hmm. Um, But then some cases, yeah, when you say, listen, these two people are drastically different or maybe one's on body cam, one's not or whatever. And you have to make that decision. I say it's an informed consent thing. You know, we can talk about, hey, here's the cons of this. Here's the pros of that. You know, what do you what do you guys want to do? The problem is and what you started talking about, too, is trying to develop this these institutions are supposed to be educational right so they're not you know the whole purpose and you'll find this in different handbooks sanctions aren't intended to be punitive they're intended to be educational so how can we educate that person or further their education without damaging them you know in their future career you know loss of job that kind of thing um, so how can we develop this career? So or so this education path. So, yeah, if he has special permission to go to a lab, but then he agrees to do, you know, a service project or research or be a peer mentor, talk to his peers about how, you know, this has affected him and what they should do differently because uh, he's gone through it. I know it's <laughs> that's that, but that's, that's it makes bullshit. You puke. It makes you puke, but it because works. Because it's, it, like, but but it, it's like so they got to go preach bullshit. Okay. Yep. You know, I really learned here. Yep. Boy, that is, you know what or, I mean? That, okay. So it, even not even talking about it, just all the stuff you've learned in, you know, five uh, days or whatever it takes to get through these hearings. Um, another thing you could do is, okay, here's some actions I've taken to curb this behavior. So um, maybe if our situation was, you know, the neighbors started gathering in my backyard and then it got out of control because all these people started coming over. Let's set up a fence or let's set up tarps or whatever. Let's set up some sort of like so we can make sure that, you know, if my roommates and I are out here hanging out, that people don't think it's a party and can come in and join us. So let's put up a fence or let's come up with, uh, you know, a sign in like, okay, if we're only allowed to have 10 people here at a time and we have 10 people in our house. Yeah. So we're going to put it on the on the fridge and say, okay, so and so is allowed to have their girlfriend over because so and so is not in the house or I mean, it seems so stupid. But if you can show the university like here's some problem solving like things that we can do or, you know, a roommate agreement to say like, here's, you know, someone gets COVID, here's a way to ease it in of compliance. Yes. So they can be easily controlled. So that by them writing their own rights within their own mind, you trick them into thinking that this was their idea to can get more control over their lives, correct? Yeah, maybe, but it is problem solving <laughs> because if you're talking about, okay, now all of us have committed to each other that we are not going to have parties right. or that we're only going to have one guest you know, per person or something like that, and you make that commitment to each other, then you know maybe you have a safer household or maybe... You know, you guys get to go back to, you know, for Thanksgiving, go home, not having COVID or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, go ahead. Well, uh, you know, our show, the, the Comedians on South High's uh, show was, was canceled. And one of the reasons was, was the number of people. Now, had this been a wedding, <clears throat> we were within the number. Yeah. So if everybody knew each other, it's okay. I don't but, know people that. But, but, see, but here's the problem. Now, this is this is the health department. This no, is how it goes. Weddings still, aren't they? Okay. So, yes. So if you know each other. You can get together. But my numbers were too many small people that did not know each other. So you have to have an introduction so, stand by up show. So right here yeah. is like this. It's that, okay. No, that, that's what it was. <laughs> it's yeah. okay for us to control you if you, you're not allowed to meet new people. 
you're only allowed to be around this many people that are like-minded that we have I this group I under control. We're going to do a big Zoom meeting before the next one. All 60 of us are going to get on and we're going to talk and we're going to introduce ourselves. I'm Steve Palmer. I'm an attorney here in Columbus, Ohio. I might even know some folks you know. <laughs> And I'd really like to get to know you today. It's like this is Please Forrest tell me. Well, so then well, we all know strangers. each other. If, we know, if, if everybody that wanted to come to the show got on one Zoom, right. then we knew each other. We know each other. Bam. Bam. Yeah. We're and not we even know people who don't know each other. Right. Oh, man, those but, wheels but, are turning. But with this, we're working with Mike Armstrong. <clears throat> There's a book out, Ohio 10. There's another book coming out. Coughing COVID on me. And um, I got my on that, on. yeah, I, my bad. Uh, so... We we went to a, a look at where we we're going to shoot a scene for this pilot that's being shot. We were down here at Dahlia in uh, in Columbus. I don't know if I should even mention it because they did get written up once, but because they got written up, we'll take that. They, out. As you walk <laughs> in, you know you got to have the mask on, right? Now if you're sitting down, mask off. Standing up to dance, mask on. But if you want, so I'm sitting there, right? Now, if you're sitting and they got these couches to where people are like literally touching each other, right? But, but that's okay because that's COVID free. Is that and because you're sitting service. with people you know? I don't or? know. We were, we were in the VIP booth. So evidently we were, we were COVID. You were getting we, were, to know we, each we, we were getting to know each other. And they got uh, bottle service, right? So they got buckets of ice that who knows if they even watched they wash these containers and people are scooping their hands in and grabbing bottles. Like the bottle came off the shelf, goes into the ice where you're scooping the cup. And I'm watching all this go down, right? And I'm just sitting there looking at this cesspool. Forget, it, forget about COVID. I was looking at all the other. You know what I mean? Now, stand up and dance with a girl, mask on. Sit down, swap spit on the couch, game on. It's all good. Well, There's, now you know each other. But, this is happening like recently? I just, I, I told Steve about this. Me and Shorty were there. A, it was so like this. Absurd. A, as I watched it, I was just sitting back and I was just smiles. A, I was like this, oh, to be in my 20s again. That would be <laughs> no, great. it would not be great. <laughs> well, no, no, no you know, it would not be. It would be crazy. It would yeah, be, but... Uh, can they you imagine but let me put it this way. How do these places these get to kids, like that, though? They well, how don't can they not? Care. They don't care. They don't. Yeah. I've seen them. I've seen the reaction. Well, They've, here's the problem, though. You could have, so say I could have five people to my house, you know, from yeah. 10 to 12 in the morning. And then from one to three, I could have a different set of five people to my house. And then from Three to five, I could have a different set of five people. Now you've just... That's called selling drugs. <laughs> that's that's how that rotation goes down. If a cop sees five people and they leave another... That's, and another, that's they're like this. They're like, hmm, I think something shady's going on in there. Well, that's see, you just raised to... a good point, though. Here's the thing, though. This is, like, I always think, how does this stuff get abused to larger consequence? And you just hit it. Because now they can use COVID to go into a house in violation of the Fourth Amendment... And they can use it as an excuse to go search for drugs or to go investigate some other crime that they did not have authority to go into the house to investigate. Are, are you seeing that yet? Oh, well, I've By seen By the way, like, Leslie, you had you just described the COVID equivalent of money laundering and structuring. Right. <laughs> oh, no, Doing don't do that. Five people But they're saying time. that's okay. No, I understand. But that would seem but, to me like, to be like, yes, it does not oh, make I'm only going to turn in 9000 this time and then 9000 over here. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's structuring. Yeah, yeah. that's tax yeah. evasion. Um, I, you know, this is the, (laughs) this is the problem. It's I've already seen it. This is this, when you open up the door for this kind of nonsense to, you give people authority to go after quote emergencies, it inevitably gets abused and used to do things that it's not intended to use. So it's like this kind of power you can't, how's that, how are they going to bring it back? 
are they going to say, well, you know, we've we created an exception for the we created the COVID exception to the Fourth Amendment, and now we're just going to eliminate it since COVID, by and large, uh, in the past, and it's going to be there forever. Well, yeah, you have the COVID gathering cases where you know an officer is coming in, talking with you, and then sees the alcohol sitting there. All right. So let me is see that your happening? ID, your ID. Right. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. I've had alcohol. So you have the ancillary like yes, other the violations. Violation, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So how many how many campus I've had tons of campus cases over the years where the kids are partying outside and the the, the only the ones that are that are look twenty one are out there and the police try to go in or do something and they're like we're like, look, all these kids look twenty you had no business going in. And now they can say, well this is a gathering. So we had to go in and check out and make sure it wasn't uh, uh, too many COVID. So, see, I thought I haven't I mean, seen many Ohio State cases like do that. Do you think that are the cases in trade schools just piling up with these problems? I bet. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know. No, <laughs> the, the diesel mechanics and plumbers and electricians. Yeah. Those, well, what's interesting the, is like those people that are paying less for college and getting more education <laughs> with a set uh, career in the future. Or do we have you have a big stack of cases no. with those people? No. No, you don't. Hmm. Underwater basket weaving, though, at Ohio State. That guy, he's coming to your office. Yeah, I've got a history major at Ohio State, and I'm getting kicked out because of a COVID problem, and it's costing me $75,000. Right. See, and I was thinking that. You were like, what would you say to your kid? I mean, if I had a kid, which I don't, but if I did, he'd be badass. And uh, (laughs) he would be uh, be going to trade school. Well, that's what I told my son. You'd have like eight girls. Well, then they'd be badass. Coming from someone who has... Girls, right? Oh, I love, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, my, my sons were, let's just say they might be struggling a little bit with the home education component of school. We should probably talk about that too, but in the high school level, oh, but yeah. they're, they're struggling, right? So I get the first, uh, I get the first, whatever the interface is, the app or whatever it is, and I look at it, and I had to look up what an E meant, but apparently it just means you've done nothing. Like, so it's worse oh, than no. an F. It's, it's like, oh, e, no. it's you like didn't even try. Nothing. You didn't submit anything. Nothing. It's like a complete incomplete. Like, I can't imagine looking at my. That, that means empty. Incomplete. Right. That's <laughs> empty. It's E for empty. It's, it's his his inbox E. It's a complete incomplete. You got a C. Does that mean COVID? Did we the class get canceled? <laughs> and, and and it's like C in the plus. same. Yeah. And I thought the same thing. I just said, listen, man, you know, I'm remodeling the condo here. You want to learn how to do the electrical work? I can do it with you. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, I mean, you're not going to college. <laughs> That's obvious. That's what you said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm I, and look, I, I've actually researched starting a new career like that. I was like, well, hell, I'll just go be an electrician. Yeah, I thought first it was welder. But Doesn't all? I mean, all attorneys have that periodically, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we yeah, are like going to start night about over. Two, about between exactly. midnight yeah. and two in the morning. <laughs> yes, yes, every night. I put in my application at Chipotle yesterday. I'm I hoping to wrap some burritos. Be a lot dude. happier somewhere else. Yeah, I tried to apply at FedEx over the weekend, but there was a glitch. I had to create an account. It wouldn't let me. I'm going to get a part-time job loading boxes on the weekends. There you go. Yeah. I thought about doing that. Yeah. I had a friend that worked in the movie theater on weekends. Just, I mean, obviously not, not now, not the time now, but was, it, was his name rat. <laughs> I don't get that. It's from, it's from fast times. Oh, <laughs> I've seen that movie. I didn't know rat though. Rat was the guy, but he was just dishing up popcorn, scooping up stuff. They gave him uh, since he worked there, you get free movies, so he'd take his family oh, and go watch free perfect. movies sometimes. So I was like, Let me tell "Why you, am I not doing that?" Get a little paycheck. I went. The last movie I saw was uh, Ferrari Ford versus Ferrari, and I took. Uh, I heard just that movie was awesome. It's ex- it is good. It, it's expensive. Oh it's a yeah, good movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's fifteen bucks a ticket right. now. I realized why my mom was had this huge purse sneaking stuff in when I was a kid. It's just like <laughs> yeah, it's quadruple the price back then for licorice. I came home and I was like, "Well, if I just if I took all these movie money and put in a pot." I could buy a home theater system. Yeah. And it would be Probably. better. Or you could be sign better. up for cable or you could do it like you get the premium, whatever. It's like it's so much cheaper to stay home. 
off track. Let's get back to the All right, school. Let's get back now. on track. Let's get back to the school because we got the high school now to talk about. Well, see that it's not off track because this is these are the problems that some of these college kids are faced with too. Because a lot of the things they might go out and do, in because now they're right. at their houses, they can't do. You know so you mean? bring they, you bring students back to campus, and they have nothing to do. Right. They can't go play laser tag. They can't. So the real go. there was an article that I read in the New York Times like when the semester started that like hit the nail on the head. It's like, listen, you want to provide students an outlet with organized, healthy ways, right. safe ways. So have, intramural sports. have outdoor. I heard something, maybe it was Denison, that they were setting up giant tents maybe on their lawn or something and doing activities or whatever they were doing with the students. But what you're doing now is you're saying, okay, you can't party outside, so go into the basement of the and frat hide, house. Man. This is your yeah. point. This is yes. Jared's point about closing down restaurants right. and bars. It's like, what do you, you think is going to happen? They're just going right. to shove people into small apartments. Right. No, that's, that's what I said. I was like, they're going to go after work. They're going to party. It's prohibition. And they're going to yeah. do it there. And I, I have a body cam of an officer, a different case, saying, we don't want to see it, so just go inside. Hmm. <laughs> So, I mean, and then now well, you're really torn. talking he's about torn. a super spreader. Yeah, he yeah, is he's torn. torn. Yeah. He's like, I'm not trying to be a jerk yeah, like, here. This is right. my job. He was trying the to cut him a break has, here. Yes. This is the, yeah. COVID equi- the COVID equivalent of the red cup rule on tailgate days. As long as you got your beer in a red cup, you're fine. Right. Yeah, yeah that's so true. You're fine. Just Ohio don't State, let us yep, see it. I don't see yep. it. So, well, now you're carrying around a bottle of beer, man. I can't. I mean, uh, you didn't have a red cup, so I got to cite you. Yep, that's what this is. But, you know, but let's talk about that. It's like, what are, like, you've got kids who, are essentially failing because they just can't respond. If if I would have been left to my own devices to educate myself at home in high school, <laughs> look, I barely got out of high school and I had to go. I mean, and I mean barely. Mm-hmm. And if I were left on my own devices to do it at home alone, I would have flunked everything. There's no way I would have done it. I would, in a million years, I would not have finished. I would have found all sorts of better things to do other than go to school. And the only thing that got me through school is that I happened to be there and I could, I was, astute enough to do the homework during class that was due that day and then sneak it to the bottom of the pile. See, I did it myself. I never See, copied. he's the opposite of me. I never copied He didn't have to study, he doesn't have to do things, but he's brilliant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, without doing it. I'm the guy that's a dummy that did study and did do everything, but I'm a dummy. You well, know you're going to be so answering the door through. when the officer I made it arrives. through. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, yeah. Here's, here's why. Because I educated myself from a very young age how to solve all the fucked up problems that I created for myself. There you go. That's, that's, smart. that's the trick. When, when, you, when you constantly screw up by forgetting at an earliest age, it starts with like your lunch money for school purposes. Or you got your, sh- or your shoes. I've actually done it. I mean, it's like I've watched this is happening. I, I watch it with my own kids. It's like you, you have to learn how to solve all those problems incrementally. And they just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you get what really do you mean like, what do you mean? Sh- what, you, what do you mean by shoes? Like walk out without your shoes, get in the car and we're halfway to school and no shoes. Why would you do that? Uh... <laughs> extra shoes you didn't have shoes on that's a that's I, I, another, just, another like, podcast. it's like that's happened <laughs> yeah. my son my son has done that yeah. left with no shoes okay back to the school oh, thing i thought i had I, him in my hand but i put him down to pick up my butt he doesn't have to worry about that now <laughs> now he doesn't have to worry about it. no, no shoes well now needed. you have to worry about whether you have your mask or not <laughs> no i've that. done that that's right they're giving them to you at the door I think. yeah yeah so the, i guess i don't know i would say that this hopefully is such a temporary hopefully Hopefully. situation that we're in but it it's going to open a longer term issue is like okay now that schools have been able to control 
more behavior because of the COVID situation, then what are they going to do next semester? They're going to give gonna, up the control? Yeah, right. One day they're, they're going to be like this, you know what? Everything's fine. We're going right. to remember that control that we, we gained a little bit more of. We're going to give some back to you. Right. That never well, happened. Well, you can't come right. to school unless you have the vaccine. And then you've also got to remember that there's going to be and there's going to yeah. be the next situation, the next uh, crisis that's going to come about that you'll be able to add more control to. No, that's for sure. But I'm wondering, it's like when you... I get, I'm waiting on my microchip. You know me, man. I'm all about it. Like when we interview somebody for a job, a candidate for a job in five years, and we look back and we say, what's your GPA? And I don't do this anyway, but just pick a, pick an employer, pick something. Mm-hmm. And say, oh, it's, you know, it's a, it was a, a 1.9, but that was those two years of COVID that, that made that happen. Is, is that an... Is that, you're going to get a pass for that? I think you're going to have a whole generation of kids, you know, especially the ones who are seniors in the spring and freshmen now. And, and you're going to have a whole generation of kids who are going to have to explain some things. Yeah. And then you're going to have a generation, too, of, of, like, say, law school applicants who, you know, in two years they're applying for law school, but they have this little disciplinary issue on there. And they're going to have to say, oh, that was fall, you know, for COVID. Oh, or I'm going to explain this. I mean, that's why what is a good thing, like forward forward thinking for parents is you may want to really like make a complete record of the facts that are happening right now. You know, if you're going through, if your your kid's going through the disciplinary process, because then you can give that to someone later in two years and say, here's the appeal we filed and here's exactly what happened. Or here's, Mm. you know, the, the recording of the hearing here, you know, you figure it out for yourself. Like, here's what happened. It was really my roommate's beer or whatever it is. Here's the problem though. It's like, if, if I were going through that discipline in college or in trouble at that age, I'm not telling my parents. I'm just going to go do that's whatever happening. happens. Yeah, you know, that's just, happening too. It's like I'm just going to sneak through the process somehow. We've had kids get expelled from college without their parents knowing, and their call. You know, then they have to make the the call to the parents, and they've ex. You it's know, like I'll be home for an extended break. They're out of the appeal break. period. They're Why out of everything. Yeah. Why oh tell my god. Yeah. I had my Taco Bell receipt. I swear. <laughs> yeah. They and stop. students are dealing with they, it in their little vacuum, too. The so they're like, pizza. well, that happened to so-and-so, and that happened to so-and-so, <laughs> yeah, and so-and-so no said I should do this. And, uh, you know, and it's like, whoa, you it's need a third so, party to come in and yeah, look at Yeah, it's so... Uh, well, we get this all the time, right? So everybody said, well, we tell them exactly what the right answer is, legally speaking. And then they come back, and they've done something else because they talked to another friend who had mm-hmm. gone through something similar. It's like, oh, did you pay that guy all that money, too? And they just look at me. I'm like, you paid me for my advice, and then you took... Some jackasses' advice instead. Uh, so that's the worst. I think that's that was a, that's a pretty good deal right there, man. You got free good advice from somebody else. Yeah, but no, yeah, that's, they're not going to tell them. I didn't. I didn't. I, when I got uh, popped for underage drinking at the Aerosmith concert, and I'd say like '92, um, I, 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 I did not run home and tell my mom and dad what happened. That I was, man. I'm trying to think how old I was. I had my brother's his birthday. It was either his twelfth or thirteenth birthday. And uh, you know, the big kind of, there. yeah, yeah, I was. Being but the, the big did brother. that prevent you from getting jobs or anything like no, any long term? No, my felony issues. probably can hold that back. But <laughs> that <laughs> happened years <laughs> later. Um, so, no, I don't know. The, I, I, yeah, I've got plenty that will hold me back from going out and getting a job, a real job, a real job. But here's the problem. Like the thing is now, though, the, the the standards for that have changed significantly than when even back in the '90s. Like I, right. I got caught with we were driving around drinking beer or something in college, and they used to up at uh, Worcester. They would have guys up on the buildings with binoculars, and we were we were at the speedway. So 
That's not that different than what's I going on I was going to say, wait a minute, what are you yeah. describing here? This is, this. well, they found, they saw beer in the car, because we were at a gas station or something, and uh, the, the cop's name was Gilkinson, I'll never forget his name, uh, and we all got these alcohol tickets, and um, I went to court and just did what everybody else did, and I was like, I'll plead no contest. Boom. That's what I did. And I got fined and whatever it was. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, yeah. I like to plead no contest. No no big deal. Well, I just, I guess I had one blue blazer like every young man has in college back in those days. And I, that's what I wore to court. And I stuck it in the pocket, the receipt. And uh, like six, four months, three or four months later, my dad is going to do me a big favor. He's, he's going to get me a suit. So he takes my blazer and he's going to use that as a size. And then in it is still that document. So I got caught later. Oh, man. I had forgot that I got arrested for underage drinking. Steve brought it up to me once whenever I first met him when I was in his office. He was like, oh, I've been looking under your previous thing. I was like, underage? I was like, nah, I didn't get arrested for underage. That must have been my brother or something. Wrong name. Wrong guy. And I remember it was, I called him. This is years later. I was going through. I found an old box, like a memory box or something. And I found the paperwork. The Aerosmith like, was Yep. And I was like, I did get arrested for that. But but that's the thing, man. Do you think that the kids are going to stop this? Are they going to, you know, and a lot of them have been, you know, told this myth of glory that's going to happen in their college days. And this is a rite of passage and, and, and all of this that they got to go through that have gotten held up. And they're not they're, their kids are not going to stop because they're stupid. Well, and that's the problem, too, that you bring up is college in the 90s or even call, you know, college when I was there was not the 90s, but. You know, it's very. It was a very different world, and it's becoming something different. Yeah, I think back to stuff I did, or you know, like mm-hmm. my friends were doing in college, and that would have absolutely warranted discipline from the school. Sure, yeah, sure. As yeah. silly as it seemed then, you know, that would that would absolutely be a problem now. Are you finding now the alcohol or marijuana or a violation like that is? less serious than a COVID violation? Okay, so I was hoping, I actually just had an alcohol conduct case this week, and it was like a freshman, roommate brought alcohol in, it was in the room for maybe five minutes, you know, this guy never had, never touched it, nothing. Went through the conduct hearing, did an amazing job, you know, hit all these points, you know, was cooperative, great, everyone's smiling found him responsible for an alcohol violation. Now they didn't put him on probation or suspend him or anything like it that. It just goes on his record. Yes, but I'm like, why? Jeez. Jeez. And it was refreshing to have a non-COVID conduct hearing. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, this is amazing. But what? I'm going to appeal the shit out of that. Man, what's the appellate process? Well, who do you appeal to? So you, it depends on, on the school, but you can appeal. Usually you have at least one appeal, right? Okay. It's very limited to certain grounds, and it goes to, like, a different administrator. And then will you have him, like, say, go do, like, an alcohol education course and then say then since no. then? No. Okay. Not on that one. The appeal would be very limited to, usually it's either, like, a procedural problem that occurred or new evidence that was found. And usually the appeal process, you have to do it within three to five days. Oh, geez. So what new, I've never had a really a new, you know, new evidence case, because what do you find out? That right. wasn't available at the time of the hearing. Uh, or three, a disproportionate sanction. So a lot of them get appealed on that disproportionate sanction to say, wait a minute here. So actually, now that I'm brainstorming out loud, his sanction really wasn't disproportionate, but the finding was wrong. Right, right. So we might have an appeal problem because yeah. that's really not a, a ground. Yeah. So a three-day, five-day rule, you know what that sounds like? Banking. 
So in those three to five days, mom and dad have to send a big, large check to the university in exchange for a withdrawal of the violation. Is that true? No, I'm making that up. Oh. <laughs> you have to, you have to, you have to like, send wait, up. I've never done yeah. that before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they call that bribery. It's like, yeah. How sure. do you think they have stadiums named after people? It's like, please let my kid into college. I'm going to give you a million dollars to build this uh, memorial stadium. Yeah. What is that? The full house lady? Or? Yeah. Yeah, oh, she's, yeah. She's in right now, yeah, I think. She's, she's doing some time. Did she go yeah. to prison? Two yeah. months. She got two months. That's not so bad. Yeah. I would have given her more. Just because who she is? No. Using her status? No. Well, I mean, that's a big crime to me. I mean, that, 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 that required devious intent. If I was the judge, it would be hard for me not to call her Aunt Becky. I don't even know what her name is. That's Aunt, that's Aunt Becky to me until the day I die. On full, I don't even know what that show is. I've never even seen it. Full House? Yeah. Oh, I grew up on that show. So yeah, our kids, our kids are, are, are kids going to school, like in high school and things? So what, yeah, what are we doing around I mean, school? Are, how are the bullies like? beating kids up, man, through Zoom? Okay, are we talking like K through 12 high Let's school? Let's go K through 12 now. What are the issues you're seeing in K through 12 land? Okay, well, when Mar- you know, when everything hit in March, my law firm, we were essentially, we need kids in school getting in trouble, right, to have conversations to go through procedures things like that so a lot of people were calling us with questions what if what if what if what if but looking back we we felt so busy because we were trying to predict and trying to say well the school you know has to do this but this was so unprecedented that there wasn't something that we could look back to you know maybe four years ago or something like okay this is how the school should handle it um so now that some schools are back in session You know, we have special education should be huge for us right now. So we have an advocate who will go in and say, okay, the IEP minutes aren't being provided, whatever. Here's how we, you know, can negotiate that. And and it's a lot of like what you were talking about. I mean, obviously, schools have the law they have to follow. But Mm -hmm. it's a lot of like, hey, let's get this team together. How can we make this happen during this unprecedented time? Um, So we see a lot of special education I mean, we are starting to see student discipline again. So the normal vandalism and and fights and things like that now that kids are back in. Um, A lot of what we, or at least I was doing throughout the summer too, was the, and and the college level, but I'm sure it's occurring at the high school level, is cheating. So you have um, kids who are taking exams on computers, who are able to access, you know, maybe materials that they shouldn't be accessing to take it or they're taking it in groups you know they're sitting around a table all taking it together or you know good socialist team effort right there yeah or you know you have issues where you know kids are unable to figure out how to time manage because they're either online you know learning new learning styles whatever and so they have this huge problem they get to the final exam and they're like i'm not prepared for this i don't know any of this because i didn't know how to manage my time throughout here or throughout the semester. So now I'm going to resort to a resource I should right, or whatever. Right. So cheating cases are, are huge right now. It's just when it comes to high school, it's so, it, it, and, and Jared, you've mentioned this a couple of times, the inconsistency. So for instance, I'll drive mm-hmm. by the high school by my house and I'll see a huddled up football team, way more than 10 people huddled up <clears> practicing. <throat> okay. And great. I'm glad that those young individuals still get to get out and do the things they want to do. But then we have 11 people at a college house that are are, are risking being thrown off. Or out, even I think I mean? athletics too. Like some schools have like a mask rule if you're on, like say you're on the volleyball team. So do they wear masks during volleyball? Some schools do. So okay. I actually saw a picture 
where one team had on masks, the other team did not have on masks. They have a net dividing them. It's like the dumbest thing. Oh, so that team had a rule for it and the other team yeah. didn't. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, the, the, uh, they're trying to do professional sports, you know, testing them regularly and people are getting thrown on COVID lists. You know, the high schools, they're not getting, I assume they're not getting tested regularly. Well, right? we've had cases. Okay. So we've had discipline cases on sports teams where, you know, maybe um, the the coach is of the opinion that whoever had COVID didn't tell them early enough and came to practice. Or maybe they had, oh. you know, a parent with a test pending or Something like that. Uh, so again, so it goes have... into this world of. Well, this... well, look. I mean, this is this is not lost on me either. I mean, as a like, if you're in the workforce and your wife comes home or your husband comes home and they say, "Look, somebody at work had COVID, so I got, I'm waiting on my test result." Are you going to work tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. It's like I can't afford not to. You know, what do you do? I mean, I. I it's like imagine if you're a kid who doesn't want to sit out for Friday's game. They're not going to tell anybody. Or say it's somebody who has allergies. Like, okay, I have. I got the sniffles. I got the sniffles. My daughter, actually, I have a first grader. She got sent home because she had the sniffles and a cough. No, she didn't have a cough. I don't know what else. She had two symptoms. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? She's got allergies. She's on like daily, you know, allergy medication. They're yeah. like, well, she wants to come back, you know, to school today. Just go get a rapid test. So I asked my first grader, oh, you want to go get a COVID test? <laughs> Because I'm thinking, where do no, I go to oh, get no, one? I'm not going to go get a test. Can we'll I just get one? sit out. Yeah. So we went to um, the Whitehall Urgent Care. Highly recommend. They have rapid tests. So we got, she was like, no, I have art class. And, and she's only in school two days a week. So she's like, I really want to go to my art class. It's this afternoon. Like, I'm like, they're going to stick a big old thing up your nose. It's going to be awful. Are you sure? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to go. Clearly, she wasn't prepared. Wasn't, we had to hold yeah. her down or like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen minutes, she was negative. Sent her back to school with a. But that's the one that's coming. That rapid test is coming back positive a lot. Yeah, false positives. And yeah. then what happens? It gets reported. Now you got a positive. Now you got to wait on the, the oh, five okay. day one. I didn't one. think all that through. I was thinking, how do I get her back to our class? I know she doesn't have COVID. That's a good point. I mean, I guess if I went because oh, I'd like to just reason, be tested all the time. But I guess if I get a positive test, they're going to tell. I them want world. it to be accurate. Well, and so the you know, I guess I should say is we had our little pod. You know that I have I shared babysitter with one of those little girls was like sniffly and so she went and got a COVID test like a couple days before negative so I'm like she's got that girl sniffles you know they they hang out and she's got allergies she's on daily medication so we we can't forget the other things illnesses are still there like are we allowed to be regular sick I I don't know yeah no nobody's died of the flu it's weird last year 80,000 this year nobody no COVID, food, no COVID, food, yes. COVID, 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 COVID. Everybody has COVID. Oh yeah, it just it no overtook it overtook the the normal the normality of that. So, so, but, but, so moral of the story though is kind of like colleges at the high school level too. You just have to go by what your district has communicated to you, has mm-hmm. emailed. I mean, you just have to be reading everything because it's going to vary, just like it varies from college to college. Well, one of my managers moved his family to uh, Dublin because he's got a child with autism. And uh, they got this, this right now. I mean, it happened right. You know what I mean? The Almost timing as they were closing, as they were going down to the point where I had to close the store down. And uh, me and him worked. I let everybody. I had to lay everybody off because I was non essential. But he was going through buying the house, and they contacted me. I don't know how many times they're like, "He has his job." I was like, "He has his job," and they they we had to send in that he was continuing getting paid, which in the long run he could have got more. He would have taken those few weeks off. But anyhow, 
he's not too happy right now. Um, and he, he's, he's, he's also got a daughter. She's, uh, you know, and so they're trying to do multiple, two different, you know, kindergarten. And I forget what grade he's in second or whatever, third grade. And, uh, he's, he's, it's very, it's difficult. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because his, as he's on there, his, his cars are right over there. Right. And this kid's like I say, he's, and he loves his cars. He's good with that. He's, you know what I mean? And he's, oh, and yeah. he's very difficult to communicate with. His father can understand him, but he, he, he he's getting better But Here's the deal. This kid ain't going to do it on his screen. Yeah. This Zoom ain't going to work. Yeah, he right. can't yeah. bring him in. Then they were going to, he was going to have so much time that he's going to bring him in. They didn't. And he's like, he's like, they're in violation of a contract with me. I've got a contract he that I signed up with. Them. No, there he does. I trust me. He's Not saying, me, but our other well, special educator. I don't do that well, round, but he needs to call but, us. Gonna, yeah, go ahead. You know, so he's, you know, and he, and he told me too, he was like, man, why did I sell my house in Blacklick? He was like, I should have just, you know, found us another private school. And uh, he's well, like, he's like, hell, I could have moved to New Albany. You know what I mean? He was like, he was like. Yeah. But again, this is temporary. I mean, you know, we have to think about hopefully everyone will be back in school and normal next year, maybe. Well, but, I mean, I always, I'm, I'm more. I don't know. I'm worried it's, about it. It's only temporary if we make it temporary. Yeah, if, if we agreed. follow along, it's going to go. No, you, gonna you, you can't, you cannot, we cannot follow along. So there's a reason that we have kids in school. Like I mean, look, it's worked how for how long in our in our existence that kids go to a place to be taught. Like you're not gonna, most kids are not gonna just self learn. It's not gonna work. It just it's not gonna work. Now I think you're probably seeing a lot more. How about homeschool? You're probably seeing a lot of people bail into the homeschool. Yeah, we see people homeschooling. The other thing that we've heard too is for some kids, I wouldn't say the majority of kids, but some kids actually are doing better Mm. not having to go to a place or not having. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of. But again, I I wouldn't say that's the majority or any close to that. Yeah. So so the ability to potentially have options that work, you know, for the the student the best. Could be opening up options potentially and education? a positive. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> options. I think that sounds wonderful. I don't think that you should have. I think that you should get tax credits if you go to a charter school and find a different way of teaching. Yeah. and right. go well, through there. Well, that goes to our funding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sure. no, and there's not like general, or is there general taxpayer standing? So you've got your buddy who is paying taxes in the city of Dublin. And presumably to get those schools, uh, does he have standing to challenge what's going on as just being there? As I haven't. I mean, I that. I'm not up to date with that no, litigation, you should know but everything. I think I don't want to hear. <laughs> but I th- I mean that was a talk at least in the summer too. Was like okay, wait a minute, I want to credit back for you know not not enjoying you know the benefits of having this school to send my you know now I'm home yeah. doing this work. But the problem is you still have teachers there. You still have a building. You still have all these things, but you now, you know, have you also have teachers that if they signed up to take to do the online classing, they have officially left that school. They're still getting a salary. But that does not mean that when school comes back that they can go back to school. So that is. Yes, I, I hear what you're saying. There should be a credit back to them or their or their funding should be diverted. Well, They're not even guaranteed their job back. And I know this teachers. Teachers that are like, okay, I'll, 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 you know, because at one point they're like, we're going to do a hybrid. Okay, yeah. who wants to do uh, online? Who wants to do in school? Yeah. And then once they found out that if they do the online, they're actually leaving, let's say, Gahanna. I'm getting the story from a Gahanna teacher oh, that yeah. says, well, I did not, nice. I did not leave. And then a couple of teachers didn't realize that once they had signed up, that they are leaving Gahanna schools. So now that means that they're online. If the online shuts down, they are not guaranteed their job back. 
Oh my gosh. So then some teachers were like, well, then no, I want to do in, right. in no matter what, what they felt. I didn't realize that this was is like the, a decision. This is, yes, because that is getting branched off. Now you're doing online classes, which is a whole different division than the school. Interesting. So not, they do not, they, they're not guaranteed their job back. So now you see, and that was one big part too of their big uh, the strike. strike. Yeah. Um, That's because Dublin teachers asked to go back full time, right? Are they the school well, that did that? Uh, this was Gehanna. Okay, but uh, I heard Dublin. It, but they yeah, were yes in the news saying uh, we're, we as a group of teachers would like to go back because as well mm-hmm. any teacher that took that becomes an online t- uh, uh, teacher just uh, walked away from their school. Is that what's going on? That's uh, I don't yes. think that's my neighbor across the street's a teacher and well, he has to out. do some online, some in person. Uh, th- so he's well, doing but there's hybrid. a difference because a if, difference. The, if the district is going through like a third party vendor or something like that, yes. that could be maybe the- that's that's the deal. It's a third party. The other vendor. thing they're watching is what people do when they're at home. So, like for instance, some of these, I I think some of these teachers are like, there's a picture on Facebook of them at the zoo with their kids when they're supposed to be like checking their email to answer kids' questions. Well, that's every work at home situation. You know what I mean? Right? Like, that's all of them. Sure. You know, why yeah. couldn't they be checking using their phones? Yeah. I, you know, I, I, if I, if I were a teacher and I were relegated to on, on doing it at home or I wasn't at school, I could get a job. Like you could double dip. I think that's illegal. I think we're describing a lot of illegal things here. You can't get two jobs, <laughs> but see, and, I, and, I don't think so. If you're under contract getting paid by, a I don't school? think you can have then. I don't know. Can you moonlight? I mean, if you're doing, no. if you're still getting all the job, if you're getting all the that work would be done. like a Morgan Masters question. But yeah. no, I don't. I think mm-hmm. that that's a problem. It's. And not that's unique involuntary to like being, getting paid by the city. Making a, people yes. break yes. the law. Right, right, right. Yeah. So you have wow. a city employee who's on the clock, right. but they're really over working at Chipotle. Right. Yeah. Right. But I know there's like people at the courthouse that are on the, like the county dollar, but bartend at night or on weekends. Well, if it's separate, but you're talking about doing it like during the work uh, day. Yeah, but if they don't have to do anything during a work day and they can well, do their work Well, they're supposed to be available. Now. Like so if student emails, hey, I'm working on this project. Are we supposed to do da-da-da-da? They're supposed to be like available and, you know. Oh my god! In the spring, I have some friends who are teachers, and you know, like we're home, we're not sure what to do. I'm like, come on, let's do this, let's do that, and they're like, no, I gotta sit here. I gotta sit right here. Yep, yep. Yep. The other thing that in this district of my friend that they're running into is not every kid has just available Wi-Fi. Wow, like to get on the Zoom. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like the in-person classroom was important to them because. Well, if I was a kid, I didn't want to do the Zoom. I'd be sitting there unplugging my internet. I don't know, man. It keeps dropping out. My bad. Technical technical difficulties. Mr. Jones, what's in the background there? No, those aren't beer taps. (laughs) Oh, okay. So I think there's discipline cases that maybe have come in or I. Or we, I've heard about where kids are like vaping <laughs> on Zoom. <laughs> That's awesome. Kids are what vaping <laughs> on Zoom. So then they have a discipline case because uh, they're like vaping at. This school. is menthol for my allergies. Oh, vaping at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know they can, if their parents approve legally, they can be vaping at their house. If their parents approve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know the laws, bro. So wait a minute. If I'm like 15 and my parents approve it, I can. And if, yeah, you, did they take you Is into that the store? Like if if they take you into the store, hands you alcohol mm-hmm. or something. Yep. You so I mean, be I could see it from a there. scenario like maybe CBD helps with someone's seizures or something like that. I guess I could see that scenario. Well, they could be vaping nicotine. You don't know what they're vaping. No, I know, yeah, but, but I don't I'm trying think to come up with scenarios why I want my. Right? No, you no, can't. But, can't but are they at school? When, well, so they're on school when the cameras on them. Maybe virtually school. Yeah, I would. I mean, yeah, I would have to say yes. You are. 
I mean, really, I mean, as much as I want to defend them, I was going to say, that doesn't sound like you. Yeah, but (laughs) right there. other kids could see you, you do have to have respect. I am a a fan of of respecting other people and and things of that nature, so I would have to say that. Yeah, don't do that. All right. Well, let's. uh, A a couple things I think the takeaways here. Don't take for granted if your kid is in trouble in high school, grade school, or college, that everything will just be okay because of some social distancing problem. Two, the rules are absurd and impossible, and they change seemingly daily. Mm-hmm. Which And three, refer back to one. <laughs> and then four, I suppose, they should call you if they get in any trouble. Yeah. That makes the most sense. That's what I would do. Uh, because here's what I have found time and time again. If you just say, I'm going to get through it, and so many parents uh, I, that we've worked with on the criminal side – Say in a juvenile problem, they'll just come and say, yeah, we're just going to go talk to the police or the school resource officer. We just figured cooperation is the best and we'll get through it. Most of the time, that's not true. Most of the time, what you're calling cooperation, they're calling a confession and you're going to get in big trouble. And sort of like the person you said, we're just going to go through the hearing and then if something happens, we'll call you. It's probably too late or at least it's limited what you can do then. Right. You're limited to that appeal. But, you know, I'd say, too, just to be clear, you know, I'm not an attorney that would come in and pound on the table and say, you know, my client has these rights and we're going to exercise them and we're going to do this, this and this. You know, we're more of like like how you described your other case of, okay, we're going to talk about how we can get this kid through here, how we can, you know, figure out, okay, school, you want to protect X, Y, and Z or, you know, limit this behavior, but how can we you know, kind of reach this middle ground. So for sure. And I, that's what I respect the most about what you guys do is that you are not cause oriented attorneys. And I hate cause oriented. I hate's not the right word. It is very rarely the right strategy to go take on a cause that you don't need to take on. You only need to get your client's problem solved. And that problem is most of the time different than everybody else's, at least in some significant way. Right. Uh, So if they want to get a hold of you, how do they do it? Um, they can call our office, 614-745-2001, or follow us um, on Facebook, social media. We try to use the hashtag Lawyers for Students all the time, and then our website's awlawohio.com. Awesome. Well, another riveting Thank episode. You. Thank you for spending the time. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, Thank this you. is yeah, always was, fun. This was, uh, this was good stuff. We'll do, we'll do more of it. But uh, another... I think awesome episode here at Lawyer Talk. No, that was got, good. Uh, that was a good discussion. A couple of just announcements. Turns out the comedian's on South High. It's canceled. So all those who bought their tickets on Eventbrite, you should be getting a refund, unfortunately. Uh, but the good news is it'll get rescheduled. We'll do something, I think. Um, lots of other stuff. There's more to come. More, I was talking uh, about banks late night last night. We were talking about it. And we were talking about, you know, just going underground. Talking about, you mentioned Johnstown. And uh, I happen to know a guy that's got a building out there, and he's actually he's got a stage that's already set up in it right now. Maybe a place where some people were practicing this show because we care about our our customers, our fans so much that we were practicing the show. Mainly, they were making me practice. It's not those guys got it in the bag, but they're like, "Listen, you be the host. Let's see what you got." And I'm gonna tell you, it's tough. They tuned you up. Oh yeah, we got the we got. I stole those the couches that are missing from the studio. I I borrowed them. <laughs> but if you're wondering where they are, I figured that's where they they're are. in an undisclosed location outside of Johnstown, Ohio. Up but in everyone, Albany. every guest is going to get to know each other before they attend, right? Is that- mm-hmm. But that's it. We were thinking about literally. I was like, how many people do you want to do it for? We were thinking about doing a live uh, a show out there on the stage, and uh, we want to. J- Get listeners to come out. Just turn it to what? Our listeners? Just tune in through Zoom? 
No, like the you want comedians on South High listeners. So you're talking oh, yeah, about yeah. a soft I'm underbelly like, of the siblings. Well, aren't they allowed to have like drive-in concerts? Haven't I seen yeah, that? Like at the drive-in? Like they're can you do that? that? Like run out of drive-in? This drive is stand-up comedy. I know, but can people like come in with their cars? No, it doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't work like that. Okay, here's how here's how stand-up works. The tighter the people, the better. The closer the communal, the better, because laughter is contagious. The larger crowd that you have, the more one person laughs that makes another person laugh. Whenever you got people off and it's like this, what what did he say? Well, he was talking about his kid came in and then you met you know, that's not how it works, man. Yeah. Yeah. We've I've seen it in different you know, uh the different comedy clubs are hosting them differently. And uh, like the improv in Cleveland is uh, different than hilarities, you know, because he's like the improv. He's like, you can believe it. He was like, you could have had ballroom dancing going on in between these tables. He was like, they haven't spaced out so far. And it's just very difficult when you got groups that are all over here. But that, people still came, right? Um, as many as you could. Whenever you have yeah. a room that normally seats uh, 400 right. and you've got 80 people in it. So take a room that would have yeah. 400. Now space it out towards the max is 80. But that's better 80. than zero. Man, it's really, to a point, it's Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Is there yeah. a four-drink minimum now just to, no, to, hit, there's, to hit the uh, numbers? I think they got rid of that a long time ago. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> but we'll be back. We'll get it set up. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it done. Other other shows coming soon, but uh, check it out. Uh, comediansonsouthhigh.com. If you have any questions or think that uh, you would be an awesome guest here at Lawyer Talk, you can go to lawyertalkpodcast.com, submit a question. Uh, the reason it sounds so good, Jeff, Freddie B, making it happen, making the audio, tweaking it all the time, making it sound great. That's why it sounds good. And those pictures you see on the website, Leslie, they mm -hmm. look awesome because Dan Buckley from Dan Buckley Photography is making that happen. The videos that you see at Channel 511 on YouTube, they look awesome because of Dan also. So, Give us a shout. Check us out. This is Lawyer Talk Off the Record on the air until now.